Hare Krishna. So welcome everybody to today's uh, celebration of the most blessed event, the Holy Appearance Day of the founder Acharya of ISKCON and the Bhaktivedanta Book Trust. And uh, um, so today we are celebrating Srila Prabhupada's uh, Holy Appearance Day, his Vyasa Puja. And um, um, fittingly, he appeared the day after Lord Krishna's appearance uh, on Nandatsava as a great gift from Krishna because on, on birthdays, as we just spoke about yesterday, on the appearance day in the Vaishnava tradition, uh, Vaishnavas actually give gifts to, uh, to everybody. Um, and Krishna led that by his own example, that he gave such a great gift to all of us after his appearance, uh, to celebrate uh, his appearance so that we would all be uh, blessed by Srila Prabhupada. And how Srila Prabhupada came to the West, and of course in India also, spread Krishna consciousness uh, both to the East and the West. Well, actually there's not much of an East left anywhere. It's all pretty much West everywhere. And now we're all chanting the Pranam Mantra, the same Pranam Mantra. One time in India they thought that we shouldn't be chanting the second part of it, but now they are. So, um, but he actually saved us all. So, we've offered him this morning um, the Vyasa Puja offerings that comes in the form of the uh, uh, ISKCON um, official ISKCON book for the offerings made by made by everybody. And then there's another book that comes out that's made by the disciples of uh, Srila Prabhupada. And so we've offered him the book from ISKCON. And so but, but what we'll do is that I'll just read the introduction and then I'll have um, Kalki Prabhu come up and read the meaning of Vyasa Puja from the book. And then you might say something and then all of us will start speaking one after another. Uh, and then I'll be making some preparations. Excuse me, I'll be just going to the back making preparations for the Abhishek. Uh, so the Abhishek will happen. And for those of us who want to speak, um, just come forward after um, the disciples have spoken. Then any of you would like to come and speak, just come and take the chair and say something. Or if you'd like to read something from these offerings, uh, like Devaprastha Prabhu just said he wanted to read one of the offerings there, then, you know, you can do that as well. Okay? Thank you very much. Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. So as it is said in our scriptures, uh, there are uh, there are three things a devotee does to become successful as a devotee, to become a successful devotee of the devotees of Krishna. The first is actually to understand the mood of the spiritual master, to understand this, the mood of the acharya, actually it's described. The second uh, is to also understand the instructions of the acharya. And then the third is that one should serve according to that the mood and instructions of the spiritual, of the Acharya like that. These three things create success in our lives. So here, so this instruction, uh, this introduction has been written by Dravida Prabhu, who is the Vyasa Puja book editor. And so what he does is he brings all of the offerings into like one, one place. So that's why this introduction is very important. In the Nectar of Instruction, in Srila Prabhupada's port to text 4, describing the six loving exchanges between devotees, he writes, 
The International Society for Krishna Consciousness has been established to facilitate these six kinds of loving exchanges between the devotees. One of those loving exchanges is revealing one's mind in confidence. The annual Vyasa Puja book facilitates confidential revelations of the devotees' feelings towards Srila Prabhupada, written for the ISKCON community. And thus, those who have written and those who will read the homages to Srila Prabhupada in this book are participating in the sweetest form of Guhyam Akhyati Prichati, confidential revelation and inquiry concerning our beloved founder Acharya. Here are some of the highlights to be found in the 51st annual Vyasa Puja book. Badrinarayan Swami has written a moving summary of Srila Prabhupada's life in a few pages. After recounting Prabhupada's life of pure devotion, infused with his great determination and his willingness to undergo any austerity to serve the mission of his spiritual master, Maharaj gives a summary of Srila Prabhupada's gifts to all of us and the whole world. He is quoting now. As amazing gifts were born out of the churning of the celestial milk ocean, by his churning of the ocean of Iskon, Srila Prabhupada had given to the world 108 temples, many with magnificent deities. He had initiated close to 5,000 disciples, millions of books full of sublime Vedic wisdom had been placed into the hands of relief-hungry conditioned souls. There were farms, restaurants, schools, traveling bus parties, colorful ratiyatras, and lively festivals spread across the globe. Lord Chaitanya's prediction that his holy name would reach every town and village was rolling toward, propelled by these great waves, I mean rolling forward, propelled by these great waves from Srila Prabhupada's ISKCON. Close quotes. Bhaktivedi Bhavaswami, continuing his series on the importance of Srila Prabhupada's books, this year focuses on the need for all followers of Srila Prabhupada to study them regularly and scrutinizingly. Maharaj has mined some essential quotes from Prabhupada's letters concerning the importance to be placed on reading his books. First quote. This is Srila Prabhupada speaking. I am glad to see how nicely you are reading my books. Please continue to do this. We need so many preachers who are soundly versed in the scriptures to convince the world to take to Krishna consciousness. This is letter to Vrindavan Chandra, 9th November, 1970. Next quote. You may please me the most by reading my books and following the instructions therein, and by becoming fully Krishna conscious in this lifetime. This is letter to Bahu Rupa, 22nd November 1974. Next quote. I have already answered the most important question, how to please Krishna, by following all the regulative principles that I have given you, chanting 16 rounds, and reading my books scrutinizingly. Everyone must do these things, otherwise they cannot understand Krishna consciousness. This is letter to Adikeshava, 16th January, 1975. Next quote. Thank you for reading my books and appreciating them. Please continue to do so. That will help you advance nicely in spiritual life. By reading my books and chanting Hare Krishna, your life will become perfect. This is letter to 
Mr. Lorenko. This is on 14th March, 1975. Varshana Swami offers an exquisite poem. Here is an expert, sorry, here is an excerpt describing the kirtan Srila Prabhupada led at his 1972 Vyasa Puja celebration in Vrindavan. I've heard this extraordinary kirtan described before, but never so beautifully. This is the kirtan. As you, as you came before their lordships to offer your pranams, you began to lead the indelible kirtan, and the spiritual frontier emerged before our vision. Your ecstasy was contagious. Everyone was affected. Hundreds of eyes shed, shed joyous tears. Hundreds of arms reached upward, undulating with grace. Celestial voices joined with ours. Songs of nature formed the chorus. Echoes responded from surrounding hills. Noontime sun from high above shone down on us to see. Faces beaming with newfound hope in brighter worlds beyond the sky. While our praise rose upward, blessings descended in return, your Vyasa Puja lecture thereby affirmed. It seemed as if the heavens opened for the mellows of Vrindavan to shower upon us, cleansing the mirror of my soul from the dust of illusion while subduing Sangsara's raging fire, awakening taste for devotional life. A euphoric feeling surpassing all comprehension, distinct from all worldly experience, immersed us in the ecstasy of unbounded joy. Uh, amidst a delicate assemblage of fragrance and warmth, color, beauty, luster, and rasa, this impression grows ever more vivid with the passage of time. I reflect on it often for inspiration. That was the that was the poem. As always, we have some newcomers describing this year, showing how Srila Prabhupada's mercy is flooding every corner of this globe. For the first time, we hear from devotees in Managua, Nicaragua, who write, quote, once more, we celebrate your transcendental appearance. There is another opportunity to glorify you. Prostate our humble hearts at your lotus feet and thank you for allowing us on this side of the planet to participate in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission. Close quotes. Another new voice comes from the devotees in Pattaya, Thailand, who write, quote, Although... We were not able to be with your divine grace physically. We feel very, very close to you through your books, your audio and video recordings, your pictures, and your representatives. We have no words to describe our gratitude for what you have done for us. Now what we have to do is thoroughly learn the knowledge you have made available to us and strictly follow the path of bhakti yoga as you taught it. Close quotes. Finally, our last new participants are the devotees operating the Bhakti Lounge in Johannesburg, South Africa. They eloquently write, quote, Your immense mercy, having touched each of our lives, 
we have come together, a group of African youth, inspired to share this same mercy of yours far and wide. Your love having shaped us, we attempt to serve Lord Krishna and foster love for him, both in our community and to those we reach out to. Serving together, we grow together with hope that our impact on the world around us will be true reflection of the values you have taught us and that our efforts are pleasing to you. Thank you, Srila Prabhupada, for the insurmountable grace you have granted us. We pray to become worthy dispensers of the same in this mission to spread the Lord's most merciful holy name. Close quotes. Finally, on a personal note, I would like to thank Keshori Devi Dasi and Rupa Sanatan Dasa for helping out this year with editing many of the offerings. Without their invaluable help, we wouldn't have made our deadline. Ravida Dasa, Vyasa Vyasa Puja book, editor. Hare Krishna. As I was saying in the uh, class yesterday, um, Srila Prabhupada actually describes what is it that really pleases Krishna the most. And he says that what pleases Krishna the most is when we reach out to other persons and encourage them to be Krishna's devotee. And so uh, Prabhupada wanted us to do something, and he used two words, actually. I couldn't go to catch those words yesterday, but I, I was able to remember them this morning. And those two words are organized effort. He said, if every one of us will make an organized effort, just like ISKCON is an organized effort to reach out to others so that they will become Krishna conscious, then that will please Prabhupada immensely, that will please Krishna immensely, and will actually make, make us Completely happy, the word that we use is supersedity, means complete satisfaction of the soul. Happens when we do that. So this is really our purpose. And so each and every one of us should take it upon us to actually either do that, and if we feel like I'm not able to, or for some reason something's holding us back, then support someone who's doing that. So that will actually, that way, because Prabhupada says there's two ways to be pure, to be pure yourself or to follow someone who's pure. The similar thing happens in fulfillment. Either you do the fulfillment or follow someone who's doing the fulfillment. And that way, the results will come. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Now we'll read the meaning of Vyasa Puja. So, Kalki Prabhu, can you come through? Then you can say what you want to say. Then after that, uh, Chakri Prabhu, can you come forward and speak? Srila Prabhu Pariki Jai. Omagyana Timarandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya. Chakshurun Militam Jainatasmai Shri Guruve Namaha. The meaning of Vyas Puja. This is written by Ruchira Devi Dasi from Alachua, Florida. Vyas Puja is an offering of our gratitude to Srila Vyasadeva, the literary incarnation of the Lord, and the whole disciplic succession from Lord Krishna to Brahma to Narada to Vyas, and right down to the present day. The procedure for offering gratitude to Srila Vyasadeva is to offer is to honor his foremost representative, the spiritual master, on his appearance day. Thus, in today's International Society for Krishna Consciousness, 
with many initiating spiritual masters. Vyas Puja is observed by their disciples on many days throughout the year. But the one Vyasa Puja that all ISKCON members observe is the appearance anniversary of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada, founder Acharya of ISKCON and the main instructing spiritual master for all ISKCON members now and forevermore. When Srila Vyasadeva received knowledge from his spiritual master, Narada Muni, he decided to organize it into the four Vedas. Vyasadeva could see that in the future, with the arrival of Kali Yuga, most of society would be unable to remember the Vedic mantras just from hearing them. So he had them written down, divided into four, and entrusted to his leading disciples. Then he wrote the Puranas minus the Srimad Bhagavatam to explain the Vedas and the Mahabharata for the less intelligent masses. Then he wrote the Vedanta Sutra, a summary of all Vedic literature. Although Vyas thus engaged himself in welfare work for all people, he still felt dissatisfied. In the purport to Srimad Bhagavatam 1.4.30, Srila Prabhupada states, Srila Vyasadeva appeared to have lost the clue and therefore felt dissatisfaction. At this critical time, his spiritual master, Narada Muni, came to him and explained the cause of Vyasadeva's dissatisfaction. You have hardly broadcast the sublime and spotless glories of the personality of Godhead. That philosophy which does not satisfy the transcendental senses of the Lord is considered worthless. Although, great sage, you have very broadly described the four principles beginning with religious performances, you have not described to such an extent the glories of the Supreme Personality Vasudev. And then the next two verses... Niyad vachas chitra padam harier yasho jagat pavitram pragrinita karhichit tadvaya samtirtam ushanti manasa nayatra hangsa niramant yushikshaya. Those words which do not describe the glories of the Lord, who alone can sanctify the atmosphere of the whole universe, are considered by saintly persons to be like unto a place of pilgrimage for crows. Since the all-perfect persons are inhabitants of the transcendental abode, they do not derive any pleasure there. Tadvag vishargo janataga viplavo yasmin prati shlokam abadavat yapi namanyanantasya yashon kitaniyat shrinvanti gayanti grinanti sadhava. On the other hand, that literature which is full of descriptions of the transcendental glories of the name, fame, forms, and pastimes, etc., of the unlimited Supreme Lord is a different creation, full of transcendental words directed toward bringing about a revolution in the impious lives of this world's misdirected civilization. Such transcendental literatures, even though imperfectly composed, are heard, sung, and accepted by purified men who are thoroughly honest.
After thus being advised by Narada, Srila Vyasadeva wrote Srimad Bhagavatam, the ripened fruit of all Vedic literature for the welfare of the whole human society. This knowledge has been carefully passed down through the chain of disciplic succession to the present day, and I believe that all of us who have seriously heard, studied, and worshipped the Bhagavatam have experienced a revolution in our impious lives. Therefore, we set aside this wonderful day for worshipping Srila Vyasadeva and our Parampara by worshipping Vyasa's most glorious modern representative, Srila Prabhupada. On the order of his spiritual master, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada brought the knowledge of Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, the teachings of the six Goswamis, and the Lord's holy name to the whole world. His mission was to save the fallen souls in the Western countries and throughout the world by spreading this knowledge. What an inconceivably priceless gift! How can we ever begin to repay him for opening our tightly closed eyes? Yas Puja is not just an offering of flowers and praise to Srila Prabhupada, but an offering of our very lives. Srila Prahlad Maharaj captured the mood of a true disciple in his prayer to Lord Nisringadev. Srimad Bhagavatam 7, 9, 28. Evam Nepatitam Prabhavahi Kupe Kamabhikamam Anuya Prapatan Prasangat Kritvat Masat Surar Sina Bhagavan Grihita Soham Katam Nu Vishre Vishrijay Tavabrityasevam My dear Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, because of my association with material desires, one after another, I was gradually falling into a blind well full of snakes, following the general populace. But your servant, Narada Munli, kindly accepted me as his disciple and instructed me how to achieve this transcendental position. Therefore, my first duty is to serve him. How could I ever leave his service? In the purport, Srila Prabhupada says, While teaching Rupa Goswami, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Guru Krishna Prasadhe Pai Bhakti Lata Bij. One can achieve the seed of devotional service by the mercy of the Guru, the spiritual master, and then by the mercy of Krishna. This is the secret of success. First one should try to please the spiritual master, and then one should attempt to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Krishna himself says in the Bhagavad Gita, 1855, that <clears throat> only by devotional service can I, can I be understood in truth. Srila Prabhupada afforded this supreme opportunity to all people of the world making karma, guru, self-realization, kirtan, etc., household words. So many people have become interested in yoga, kirtan, a vegetarian diet, and reading Bhagavad Gita, 
due to Prabhupada's efforts. Who could have foreseen this revolution in consciousness? Srila Prabhupada did. In 1965, when he was still alone in New York City, he met a Mr. Rubin, a subway conductor, sitting on a park bench. They struck up a conversation, and Srila Prabhupada explained that there are temples and books. They are there, but the time is separating us from them. He had an absolute conviction that he would succeed because he was faithfully representing his Guru Maharaj, Srila Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and the whole Parampara. In 1966, with just a few followers and a handful of disciples, he decided to incorporate the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, ISKCON. International, he had only one center in New York. Yet, Srila Prabhupada's conviction was unshakable. He could see temples and disciples all over the world. Only time separated him from them. In the Articles of Incorporation, Srila Prabhupada wrote seven purposes of ISKCON. One, to systematically propagate spiritual knowledge to society at large, and to educate all peoples in the techniques of spiritual life in order to check the imbalance of values in life and to achieve real unity and peace in the world. When Srila Prabhupada came to the West, he saw that the people lacked any understanding of genuine spiritual knowledge. What do you speak of the tools and techniques for realizing that knowledge? Srila Prabhupada made it his mission to provide both. Just as Srila Vyasadeva wrote the Mahabharata to train and educate the less intelligent class in spiritual understanding. Two, to propagate a consciousness of Krishna as it is revealed in the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Three, to bring the members of the society together with each other and nearer to Krishna, the prime entity and thus to develop the idea within the members and humanity at large that each soul is part and parcel of the quality of Godhead, Krishna. This education is in keeping with the mission of our parampara, Srila Vyasadeva, on the order of his spiritual master, Nardamuni, spent his life making the Vedic literature available in Sanskrit. And Srila Prabhupada, on the order of his spiritual master, made the Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and other essential Vedic literatures available in English and many other languages. Four, to teach and encourage the Sankirtan movement, the congregational chanting of the holy names of God, as revealed in the teachings of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Lord Krishna came as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to break open the storehouse of love of God in this dark age of Kali. And he predicted that in every town and village of the world, his names would be chanted. Srila Prabhupada, Lord Chaitanya's Senapati Bhakta, the commander-in-chief of his army of devotees, fulfilled Lord Chaitanya's prediction in a mere 11 years of worldwide preaching after founding ISKCON in July of 1966. Five, to 
erect for the members and for society at large a holy place of transcendental pastimes dedicated to the personality of Krishna. Six, to bring the members closer together for the purpose of teaching a simpler and more natural way of life. Seven, with a view towards achieving the aforementioned purposes to publish and distribute periodicals, magazines, books, and other writings. This is Srila Prabhupada's unique vision of how to organize an institution whose mission is to impart transcendental knowledge and thus create a cultural revolution for the benefit of society. This mission is the very essence of our parampara. Without changing the transcendental message, each acharya adapts it for the time, the place, and the audience that will receive it. We understand that Srila Prabhupada is a bona fide representative of Vyasadeva because Prabhupada embodies the teachings of Vyasadeva and explains Srimad Bhagavatam in a way that others can understand it so that everyone can take advantage of this knowledge and go back to Godhead. I have personally experienced, along with thousands of others, how my life has been transformed and saved by following Srila Prabhupada's instructions, chanting 16 rounds a day, adhering to the four regulative principles, and regularly hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, the Nectar of Devotion, and so on. Not only have we been given this amazing philosophy, but we've been given a whole way of life, a cultural revolution. The Asapuja Day is my favorite day of the year. It is so wonderful. Every morning throughout the year, we offer our gratitude to Srila Prabhupada, bowing down, offering prayers, and thanking His divine grace for saving us. But on Vyasapuja Day, we are given the opportunity to dive deeper into understanding what we are grateful for and to express our gratitude more fully, to hear others share their realizations and express their gratitude to Prabhupada never fails to open my eyes to even more reasons why I should feel indebted. Just as kirtan is more relishable when lots of devotees raise their voices and sincerely chant together, calling out the Lord's holy names, so Vyasa Puja Day is the most relishable and blessed day of the year because we spend it with many devotees glorifying Srila Prabhupada and revealing our deepest feelings towards him. We all come together to glorify the pure devotee who brought Srila Vyasa Dev's message to the West and planted the Bhakti Lata Bij in our hearts. We should all take advantage of this Vyasa Puja Day to rededicate ourselves to Srila Prabhupada and his great mission with our life and soul. Ruchira Devi Dasi, Alachua, Florida, USA. Hare Krishna. So both in this offering and the early one, earlier one by Dravida Prabhu, uh, there was mention of um, how much Prabhupada was focused on uh, Srimad Bhagavatam and the other transcendental literatures 
that Prabhupada translated and wrote. Uh, so two things I wanted to mention about this. One is that in understanding and appreciating the effort and the austerities that Prabhupada underwent, staying up all night, every night, not just Jamastami night, but every night, translating Srimad Bhagavatam. So with that, we should also take it that serious to scrutinizingly uh, read and study Prabhupada's writings. He didn't do this so that he could have a book to sell. So we had books to sell and raise money to build buildings. But a Prabhupada did this so that we could read these books, in particular, Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita. The topmost writings of all, of all Srimad Bhagavatam, was the answer to a question asked by Maharaj Pariksit. What is the ultimate good for all people for all time? The ultimate good for all people for all time is the reading Srimad Bhagavatam. So you can see the effort that Prabhupada made to um, make this literature available for everyone. For all people, for all times. So we should equally take seriously our effort to uh, systematically study Prabhupada's writings. Meaning starting at the beginning and read systematically all the way through. I know all of us have some experience of teaching uh, something to someone. And we're generally more effective if we have a systematic presentation of that information that helps us to present it more coherently and completely, and it helps others to understand it if it's done in a systematic fashion. So we should also read in a systematic fashion because that's how it's presented. I'm not saying don't pick up a book and read, read from somewhere, but our personal efforts should be to very systematically study Prabhupada's books with the same seriousness that Prabhupada wrote them. I'm not suggesting that you stay up all night every night reading, but if you like, you can do that. So uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was something that I've thought about for a while. Uh, <clears throat> in my own efforts to, uh, to read Prabhupada's books and to serve Prabhupada and the devotees, 
uh, I reflected on how what it must have been like for Prabhupada to come from Vrindavan, where he was surrounded by devotees who were glorifying Krishna and trying to become pure devotees or were pure devotees to a land of the lowest class people. So how much uh, inconvenience did Prabhupada have to tolerate? Physically, mentally, uh, so many transgressions, uh, not only just out of passion, but out of ignorance as well. Not understanding, uh, having any understanding how to deal with the pure devotee. The uh, the early devotees, they you know, they would just let Prabhupada stand in line to take a shower. And that's only just a small uh, inconvenience for Prabhupada. But the amazing thing, really, is how much Prabhupada could tolerate. So this is really the point, uh, is how, how tolerant Prabhupada was. And to try to understand how to become tolerant. And it's a very, uh, in my reflection, I, I was reading in the first canto of Shrima Bhagavatam. And uh, when Maharaj Parikshit came upon Dharma the bull, and his legs were broken. And he says, who has done this to you? And Dharma replied, the intelligent person doesn't see the instrument of one's suffering as the cause of one's suffering. So then later, Maharaj Parikshit, while traveling around his kingdom, he came to one ashram. He was very tired and thirsty. And the uh, resident of the ashram was in meditation. And he didn't acknowledge Maharaj Parikshit. He didn't offer him a seat or any water to drink even. So Maharaj Parikshit, he took a little offense. And he took a dead snake and garlanded him with the snake. And the consequence was that uh, by becoming offended, he became offensive. And Shringi, the Brahmin's son, cursed him to die in seven days by the bite of a snake bird. So shortly thereafter, Maharaj Preeksh had heard of this curse. And he decided, okay, I will accept. I shouldn't have done that. I'll accept this curse. And Prabhupada explains he was actually powerful enough to have counteracted that curse. He didn't actually have to accept that curse. He could have counteracted it. Fortunately for us, he accepted that curse, and he went to the bank of the Ganges. And there he inquired what to do in my last seven days. What is the ultimate good 
for me and everybody. What should we do? And of course, uh, at that time, Srimad Bhagavatam was spoken. So, this whole pastime of Mars Preachit within the first canto really is showing us also uh, what is the qualification to uh, to hear properly Srimad Bhagavatam. And we understand that the greatest impediment for hearing and chanting is aparad, and especially Vaishnava aparad. But it is also very difficult to control the mind and senses. Once we have, uh, we become in an offensive state of mind, it is very difficult to stop. Because we've already rationalized why it's okay to, to engage in that type of behavior. So we need to understand how to avoid that. And that is not taking offense. Once we take offense, then we become offensive. And one will not take offense if we see that the instrument of our suffering is not really the cause of our suffering. So Prabhupada, when he came, he could tolerate so much because he could see that everything is going on by Krishna's arrangement. And Prabhupada was never... Uh, therefore, he could be very compassionate, even to the most fallen and apparently offensive people, because he just understood uh, that they're all devotees of Krishna, but now they're somehow or other in such a deplorable condition. And he could tolerate all their offenses. Because he's seen simply there in ignorance. They will act in so many ways. And if I happen to be the object of their, uh, of their abusive behavior, then somehow, by Krishna's arrangement, that is there. So if we want to, uh, become free from that state, offensive state of mind, we need to uh, be careful not to take offense and simply see, yes, everything is going on by Krishna's arrangement and I deserve whatever I get. Actually, uh, in the seventh canto, it's described that Krishna is equal to everyone. And how is Krishna, how is he able to be equal to everyone? Because Krishna is not disturbed by the modes. He is not attracted to any materially good thing. And he is not disturbed by any materially bad thing. Therefore, he is equal to everyone. 
And the question arises, oh, well, he appears to be favorable to the devotees because he reciprocates. Anyone can uh, serve Krishna and Krishna will immediately take attention. And he will disregard all of our not only bad material qualities, but also our good qualifications, materially speaking. Those do not move Krishna. Those do not move Prabhupada. And we need to transcend them also. So, thank you very much for tolerating my uh, abuse of time up here. But I'll quit there. Shila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Maum Vishnu Vadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swaminiti Namane Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pacharine Nirvasesha Sinyabadi Pachitali Satayane um, This is the offering I wrote for the Srila Prabhupada Tributes book. Uh, anyone can read it online at sptributes.com, and I highly recommend it. Every offering is extremely beautiful. Dear Srila Prabhupada, please accept my humble obeisances at your divine lotus feet. Recently, I was reading Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 12, Chapter 6, quote, Maharaj Parikit passes away, unquote. After hearing the entire Bhagavatam from Sukadev Goswami, Maharaj Parikshit expresses his appreciation and gratitude in the following verse. Natyad Bhutam Aham Manye Mahatam Achutatmanam Ageshu Tapa Tapteshu Bhuteshu Yad Anugraha I do not consider it at all amazing that great souls such as yourself, whose minds are always absorbed in the infallible personality of Godhead, show mercy to the foolish conditioned souls, tormented as we are by the problems of life. Srila Prabhupada, as described in this verse, you are that great soul who has mercifully come to give us relief from the suffering of material existence. Just as Sukadev Goswami spoke Srimad Bhagavatam to Maharaj Parikit, you have given us, given us conditioned souls transcendental knowledge in order to deliver us from the sufferings of materialistic life. By your lectures, your books, the chanting of the holy names, deity worship, book distribution, prasad, devotee association, your movement, and so much more, you have given us everything we need to achieve perfect realization of Krishna, the Supreme Person, and be with him again. You are that great person that can deliver the entire universe and change the course of history by changing this godless civilization of Kali Yuga to a civilization guided by saintly pure devotees. You are empowered to change this age of quarrel and hypocrisy into a golden age of enlightenment and pure spiritual bliss. In the course of history, only the greatest of personalities can change the course of human events. You are one of those greatest of personalities. 
we can already see the changes taking place. Many people are not only giving up eating meat, but also giving up any dairy products to protest the abuse of cows. And a devotee has seriously entered the race for the President of the United States. After practicing for so many years, or at least it seems that way, I'm beginning to realize a small bit of what you have given us. That is the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, or the Nectarian Ocean of the Mellows of Devotional Service. Krishna is the most beautiful, all-attractive Lord, and the reservoir of all pleasure, and you are giving us an opportunity to relish that pleasure and happiness. Seeing our fallen, suffering condition, you wanted to make us happy again in our original spiritual position. I recently had a dream that I was in a room with you and we were going to stay in that room overnight. There was a bed there that you went to sleep on. I also had a bed that was at the foot of your bed. I was lying down on that bed and all of a sudden I realized that your feet were resting on my body. I had a beautiful darshan of your wonderful lotus feet. I then thought that now is my chance to massage your lotus feet. I looked at your face to see if there was any indication whether you would mind if I did that, but it looked like you were sleeping. I decided that I would go ahead and do it. At that moment, my sleep broke. I felt blessed that your feet had touched my body, but I was disappointed that I could not massage them, even if in a dream. Afterwards, I realized that I could serve your lotus feet in the best way by serving your mission. That would be a better way to serve your lotus feet than by massaging them. Currently, my wife and I are engaged in your family business, distributing your books. We feel fortunate to be able to serve your mission in that way. I pray that I can continue to serve your lotus feet by serving your mission in whatever way that is necessary. Please forgive me for my offenses and please continue to keep me, please continue to give me shelter under your divine lotus feet. I fall down at your lotus feet and beg to always be your servant. Jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Om Ajnana Timiranda Shagananjana Shalakaya Chakshurana Militanjena Tasmai Shri Gurabenuma Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutile Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamini Tiramini Namaste Sharasati Devum Gauravani Picharini Nirvishesh Shunavati Pachatadeshatarini Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangulangaya Tegrim Yat Kripat Mahambhande Si Guru Dinatarana Sri Chaitanya Mishram Paramanandamat Gurudev Srila Prabhupada He was very merciful unto me and he gave me his shelter and I pray on this day to bless his mercy and uh, give me his uh, Lord is free to serve and bless me to serve the deities throughout my life and life after life. Hare Krishna. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Jananjana Shalakaya
I offer my humble obeisances at the Lord's feet of Srila Prabhupada, <coughs> who is the founder Acharya of Iskan Society. It's the most auspicious event today that we are able to participate in, in celebrating the appearance of His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. He came to this world in 1896 on this day. And <clears throat> that is when also Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he had his book in McGill University, he had sent his book to the foreign country. So Prabhupada's mission in life was already chalked out by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna. And Prabhupada has mentioned that also, how Krishna uh, sent him over here to this material world, to this planet Earth, and what mission he wanted Prabhupada to accomplish. So, it is my uh, great good fortune to be amongst the nice, wonderful devotees of Iskan society. The priceless gift that Srila Prabhupada has given is the association of pure devotees in Iskan society. The cause, by the causeless mercy of the Lord, Supreme Personality, Lord Sri Krishna, we get the chance to meet with the pure devotees. <coughs> Many years ago, in the early 70s, I got the chance to meet Srila Prabhupada in Bombay at the Cross Medan uh, near Churchgate. And there was a very big pandal program and very nice, beautiful kirtan program and Prabhupada was there. And out of hundreds and thousands of people, I got the chance to meet with Sri Prabhupada personally, and that time I thought, how great and wonderful I am that I got the chance to see out of so many people. So that was really stupid of me to think like that, uh, because it was only by the causeless mercy of Guru and Goranga that I got a few moments of association with a pure devotee. I didn't know that time that Lava Matra Sadhu Sangha Sarva Siddhi Hoya. Prabhupada changed my life from that point onwards and I didn't even know anything. I was heading towards a very hellish life and hellish punishment by the Yamadutas. Uh, but the whole course of event that, that one event changed everything, and I got the precious association of the pure devotees in Askan society. So in Srimad Bhagavatam, the sages of Naimisharanya, they, when they met Sutta Goswami, they said, Tvamna Sandarshinodatra Dustaram Nisthiteshasa Kalim Sattva Haram Pumsa Karna Dhara Ivarnava. 
that it is our great good fortune that we have met your Lordship. You are great pure devotee and you are the captain of the ship. And you are taking us safely across this ocean of miserable suffering of repeated life and death. So, uh, they're saying, we think that we have met your goodness by the will of providence, just so that we may accept you as the captain of the ship. For those who desire to cross the difficult ocean of Kali Yuga, which deteriorates all the good qualities of human being. So, as you <coughs> are aware, that Kali Yuga has many bad qualities and it influences people. Bhagavatam says, Prayan Alpa Yusha Sabya Kalavasmin Yugejana Manda Sumanda Matayo Manda Bhagya Upadrita That most of the time people have short life and very dull level of intelligence is very low. And because of that, they also have bad luck at every step. And then they are always disturbed, facing this bad luck. Sometimes they are angry, sometimes they are greedy. And they are always in a suffering situation from one place to another. <clears throat> they are trying to solve the problem. But more they try to solve the problem, the problems increase. So, in that kind of situation, Srila Prabhupada, you are the captain of the ship. And this ship is the ship of Iskan society. And whoever gets inside this ship, he is safe because Srila Prabhupada is taking the ship back to Godhead. This is a very rare kind of opportunity for anyone because out of millions and millions of people, it's very rare soul who can actually come <coughs> in contact with Iskan movement who can come to the temple, this kind temple, and who can take the association of the pure devotees. And then he can decide to also become a pure devotee by following the instructions of Srila Prabhupada, by reading the books of Srila Prabhupada, by chanting Hare Krishna the way Srila Prabhupada wants us to chant Hare Krishna. So, uh, everything that the procedure that Prabhupada has taught us when the devotee follows it methodically, scientifically, then he gets the desired success. But this is a very rare opportunity and many of us may not understand till it is too late. Just like if somebody throws a silver coin into the Pacific Ocean out of the airplane, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and you're standing on the shore, and they tell you, now go find it. How are you going to find that silver coin? It is uh, deep down 30,000, 40,000 feet inside at the bottom of the ocean. How are you going to reach there? How are you going to find it? It's not very easy. They're doing the moon mission, and for every... Uh, to reach the, the surface of the moon, they have to make so many calculations. And if they make 
one slight little mistake, then the whole mission is a failure. There are hundreds and thousands and millions of little, little details. Uh, and <clears throat> previously, when they started shooting up the rockets, every time they shot up the rocket, they thought they got it, everything covered. But every time the rocket failed, it either came back down and destroyed. <clears throat> the properties destroyed everything. Or it shot somewhere else on the ground. So many hundreds of failures they had. And they spent billions and billions of dollars to make it, <clears throat> uh, uh, to correct the mission. So, uh, in material world we see that uh, it's very difficult to achieve something big or something significant. But to achieve the mercy of the pure devotee, to get the mercy of the bona fide spiritual master, is more rare than all these different efforts that they make in the material world. So, it is our great opportunity and great good luck if we can cash on it, if we can take advantage of this great opportunity and follow the guidelines that Shri Prabhupada is giving in Srimad Bhagavatam, the guidelines that the Guru Parampara and Lord Krishna Himself is giving in Srimad Bhagavatam and the books that Srila Prabhupada has written. Srimad Bhagavatam Kar Bhajan Muni in 11th canto is saying, Krishna Varnam Tisha Krishnam Sango Pangasa Parsham Yajyai Sankitana Prai Yajanti Sumedasa Sumedasa, the most intelligent people in the world are those who take part in the Sankirtan Yajya of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, we can think that I'm the most intelligent person because I'm taking part. But actually that is not true. Our sumedasa, our good intelligence is created by Srila Prabhupada. And as long as we follow his instructions and help in his mission, then we are okay. So, I would like to pray to Srila Prabhupada that please bless me so I can assist in your mission of pushing forward this Krishna conscious movement. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Namaste, Saraswati Devi, Gauravani, Pracharni, Nirvasesha, Shunyavari, Prashachade, Satarne. All glories to His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. I just have two very short quotes to to speak because we're, we're, we have to rush. This is Srila Prabhupada from the Srimad Bhagavatam. First canto, second chapter, text number two. Everyone has got the potency to go back home, back to Godhead. It is the duty of every Vaishnava to educate the whole world how to go back home, back to Godhead. This is the Krishna consciousness movement. And from Canto 4, Srila Prabhupada writes, One should take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, and return home, back to Godhead. Please prepare yourself to go back home, back to Godhead. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.